0: Today's talk is, Hold fast to what is good. These words are from the good advice of the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. There seems to have been a special reason for giving this advice to the Thessalonian believers because, Acts 17, we are told that when Paul and Silas came to Berea after having had trouble with the Jews in Thessalonica. Thessalonica. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind in searching the scriptures daily, whether those things were so Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greek, and of men, not a few. Now, this was no small matter for those who believed Paul's message. and remained faithful and evidently, will evidently receive eternal life, while those who would not even listen to Paul will not. As Paul also finally told them, of those Jewish troublemakers, as Paul also finally told some of those Jewish troublemakers in Acts 13.46, see put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthily of eternal life. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Now all of this is still a good advice for us in our days, not only in matters of religious religion, but in whatever new idea we'll confront, we're confronted, where we are confronted with, we ought not hastily reject new thoughts and ideas just because they are new to us, nor should we too hastily accept them because they are new. And this is especially important concerning thoughts and ideas that could affect our own future welfare. Why is this so? Because as the wise man observed in Proverbs 23.7, as, as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. And what we thinketh probably has more to do with what happens to us than most of us realize. It is not so much those superficial thoughts that come and go, but those we hold fast, as Paul says, and store away in our heart until they literally become a part of us. These are the ones that determine the kind of person we are, how we react to certain situations, and to some extent also what happens to us. This is why the physical difference that we see in people are not as important as those inner differences that we do not see. Man looketh on the outward appearance, we are told in first Samuel sixteen and seven. But the Lord looketh on the heart. But we too, when we get to know people, value them according to their inner qualities as far as we are able to judge them, and Jesus also gives us good rule, a good rule to go by in Luke 6:44 and 45. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For the thorn, or of thorns, men do not gather figs, nor of a Bramble bush gather day grapes. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil of, out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil, for of the abundances abundances of the heart his mouth speaketh, all of which makes it clear. That the treasure of the, our heart determines the kind of person we are, and why, therefore, it is so important that we be careful what kind of thoughts we allow to dwell there. <clears throat> For everything we say or do begins with a thought, and the kind of thought we think depends upon depends on the kind we have stored away within us. If they are good thoughts, they are bound to reveal themselves sooner or later in one way or another. And likewise also if they are bad thoughts, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. said Jesus <clears throat> and hid that and hid that shall not be known. And so as the wise man also warned in Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We all know something about keeping a garden. We sow only good seeds and try to keep out the bad ones. We chop down the weeds when they appear and carefully encourage the good plants to grow. We also know how quickly <clears throat> we also know how quickly the weeds can take over when we neglect this. But how rewarding and how pleasant to see a well kept garden. It is the same way with the garden of our heart. Only here we are dealing with thoughts instead of plants, and the good seed may be either the word of God or other thoughts that are good and true, while the bad seed or the evil thoughts sown by the enemy that we must always be on guard against, lest they take root and begin to crowd out the good seed. No one but God and ourselves, however, can see into the garden of our heart. And men must judge us by our words and deeds. So it is up to us to see that these are always of uh, the kind of the kind that are pleasing in God's sight and bring honor and glory to Him and our Lord Jesus Christ or as Jesus himself said, let your light so shine before men that they may know, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. In order to let our light shine, however, we must have the light within us. And for this we must turn to the Lord Jesus. For he, as he For as he himself said, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me, that whosoever believeth on me, should not abide in darkness. And again, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have light of light. While as we read in Proverbs four nineteen, the way of the wicked is dark, is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. <clears throat> the Jews had the law of Moses, which told them, which told them what they must do and must not do in order to live. But none was able to keep the law and few it seems even tried. For whatever the law said they must do, they was that they must do, that was the very thing they did not want to do. And when thou they thou disobeyed the law, their own conscience condemned them, and all became guilty before God, righteousness through works was thus shown to be impossible for natural man. But with the coming of Jesus and his perfect obedience, even unto death, a new way of righteousness was proclaimed. Namely, righteousness through faith. This was the good news preached by Jesus and his apostles, namely the gospel of Christ, of which the apostle Paul wrote in Romans 1, 16-17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written The just shall live by faith, and that new faith. Was now centered in the Lord Jesus and in what He accomplished for us. I am the way, the I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, "No man can come unto the Father but by me." <clears throat> and this He said in another place is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. <clears throat> now since it is true, as we already seen, that what a man thinketh and believeth in his heart determines what he is, then it must also be true that the only way we can be changed is through a changing of those inner thoughts and beliefs of our heart. And this, we will find, is also the very basis of God's plan of salvation. It It is exactly what the gospel of Christ has intended to do and what the law of Moses could not do. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel was the new battle cry of Jesus and his apostles and the meaning of repentance of repent is to change your thinking or to have another mind. <clears throat> Hence, what the gospel promises us was a new and better life to a changing from our old ways of thinking. The old way was the thinking of the flesh that can only lead to death. The new way was Christ's way that leads to life eternal. Be not confound to this world, wrote Paul in Romans 12, 2. But be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind of your mind and by the renewing and when we stop to think about it we will see that the main reason why the true Christian is different from man of this world is because he thinks differently he is governed by another mind namely the spiritual or Christ mind instead of the carnal mind we should all be able to make some good use of this fact in our present life, namely, that what we think more or less determines what we are. Say we have some fault we would like to get rid of or something good we would like to achieve. Well, the way to accomplish it is to begin with a change of our thinking. This, however, may not be as easy as we might think. But by prayer and faith in God and his words should be possible for us. All things are possible to him that believeth, said Jesus. But the one great change we are all mainly interested now is a change from our present mortal nature to a promised spiritual nature. And thus, to share in the, that better life that God has made possible for us through our Lord Jesus. This is a change worthy of every effort we can possibly make and call calls for faithfulness on our part and to death. After that, the rest depends upon God and our Lord Jesus who we know will never fail us. For the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans eight twenty-eight 28-34, And we knew that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. For whom He did for know, He also did predestinate to the To be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things, if God be for us? Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Our change of transformation from death to life starts when we first hear the word of God, and it begins to take hold in our hearts. For it is when we begin to think of God as God thinks, that our new spiritual spiritual is begotten or brought to life within us by the power of his word working in us. And at this early stage we're comparable to Paul's grain of wheat in 1 Corinthians 15. With the germ of the new plant within it with the germ of a new plant within it but which need to be planted in suitable soil for the germ is the germ to grow into living plants as God planted. The planting, in our case, is accomplished when we are baptized into Christ, as Paul wrote in Romans 6 and 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into his death. That, like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Another point brought out by Paul in 1 Corinthians fifteen is that, is that in the development of the new plant, the original germ- grain dies and passes away; it lives again in the wonderful new plant <coughs> God has planned for it. But as Jesus said in John fifteen five, without me you can do nothing. For only in Christ can our new spiritual self grow and develop into His likeness, which facts He made very plain to us in His parable of the vine and its branches. Mm-hmm. Abide in me, and I in you, He said. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye accept, no more can ye accept You abide in me. I am I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. On the other hand, in and through Christ all of God's promised blessings become available to us, including the priceless <coughs> gift of immortality and the place with Christ in the come, coming kingdom. John wrote <coughs> in, <coughs> John wrote in 1 John two first John three, two and three, Beloved, now are we the sons of God And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath the hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Thank you. That's the end of my take Tyson.